Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Man, I hope uh, that you guys can't see us during the theme song. I could definitely see Reg. And, like, I hope Reg could see me because, like, man, that song gets me every time. Uh, and, hey, welcome, everyone to another edition of Grapsity. This is episode four, and this is Saturday, October 23rd, and uh, we're right here, youtube.com slash Fightful, and pretty much every other means that Fightful has uh, video streaming capabilities, because we're on the, the Twitter, we're on Facebook, uh, anywhere you could see us. You're seeing us, and I'm Will Washington, and I'm not alone here because Mr. Philip Lindsay's right here. <coughs> Morning, morning. I'm here. Reg is there. Will is there. We're all here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am here. I'm down here. It's Righteous Reg, Double R. Man, that theme song is just like, really gets the mood started out here on it these does. Saturday mornings. <laughs> it does. It gets me going. Um, yeah, and I want everybody to make sure that uh, if you're watching us live, Please be sure to uh, get us those super chats. Um, we'll be reading those here on the show all throughout. Um, and then also uh, be sure to give us a like, give us a thumbs up. Uh, make sure to hit subscribe uh, over at youtube.com slash Fightful. And uh, turn those alerts on as well because we go live. You'll get the alert. It pops up right on your phone. Mine just popped up. It said Grap City's live, except I'm on the show, so I ain't opening that notification. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I got the notification, so I know that we are doing this live. Uh, and, yeah, join us. Be a part of a, our Saturday. See, for me, it's a Saturday morning. I'm here in Denver wearing my Broncos shirt, even though I shouldn't be because they're a bunch of bums who have Yo, lost four games in a row. where's your Nuggets shirt at, bro? <laughs> you need to get a Nuggets shirt on. I, I was just – 
I just went to the Nuggets game last night, so I was wearing Nuggets yesterday, uh, and I had fun. They beat the San Antonio Spurs, uh, which was expected, but even still. Uh, I mean, they beat the Suns game one, and then uh, game two, the Nuggets 2-0. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> if the season, the season ended today, perfect season. Um, but, if it works hey, like man. that, they'd be killing it. Good for them. Hey. Well, your team is undefeated, man. Can't go wrong, man. Those <laughs> Chicago Bulls are undefeated. Ooh, Those Lakers are in the mud. You know, love to see it. Oh, <laughs> Lakers are beefing. Lakers are fighting on the bench. They don't care about nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was fun last night, too, because, uh, uh, you know, I always try to go to the home opener because it's usually around my birthday weekend because my birthday's on Tuesday. And so, uh, you know, uh, we always go. And we didn't get to go last year because there wasn't uh, the season didn't start till December. And so it was nice to just be back in the arena. And it was it was cool. It was fun. Uh, uh, Jokic is an unfair advantage in that he just makes stuff look so easy because like literally you take him. I will say our bench needs work because like our starters phenomenal. Right. But then like uh, you put the bench in and. Uh, that's pretty much where any lead we have starts to shrink up until you put Jokic back in. And then all of a sudden he's just towering over folks. Just like, ah, let me just, cause it's like, he's not graceful at all. Like least graceful basketball player possibly on the planet, but yet his stuff goes in. So who cares? <laughs> uh, there's like no style, no finesse to it. He's just big, lanky white dude. Yeah. Get big them Serbian buckets, man. Who, at who any just, cost. Who just gets buckets. And so who could complain about that? But like, like I said, there's no style to it at all. But the substance is there, so whatever. I will absolutely take Jokic getting me buckets all day long uh, and those MVP chants. And even though I feel like every time I say this, I'm going to jinx it, but it hasn't happened yet. I've been going to Nuggets games for the last 20 years. Went to my first one in 2001. Uh, and I think it was in the eighth grade at the time. I've never seen them lose. Every time I go. They always win <laughs> every time. And I like, I'm like, don't say that out loud uh, during the game. And I never say it until the game's over. And I'm like, there's another one. Uh, and you know, my kids, like there's always a big celebration outside and um, the Nuggets drum line, like it's, they play outside and like, they let everybody like come dance with them and stuff. And the cool thing is my son asked me yesterday, he's like, does this happen after every game? And I said, you know what? Maybe it happens after the losses, but we don't know. <laughs> right. I guess <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, because like, there's always like the, the little after party in the parking lot. Everybody's having fun. And Billy was like, yeah, they, they do this every time we come. And I'm like, they do. But I don't know if they do this at losses. I had never seen one. So the key is I had to make it to more playoff games. Yeah, that's what's up. I was also thinking maybe you shouldn't because what if it's like some reverse thing? Like yeah. it's only hot during the regular season. Then when you get to the playoffs, it's not so hot. Like yeah. you got yeah, a dilemma I now. I know. I've only been to, to two playoff games. And they won both, obviously. But I see. Well, you need to keep going, man. You better get all uh, season <laughs> tickets worth of playoff tickets. Yep. And, hey, shout out to Rob uh, for the Super Chat. Grab city, grab city, grab city. That's us. We appreciate us. you. Yes. Hey, shout out for Rob for buying that shirt. Yeah. Uh, shout out, Rob. Thank you for purchasing the shirt. And again, you can purchase the shirt over at uh, Fightful Shop. Um, and yeah, buy one of our two shirts. We've got the Grab City logo, but we also got the Yo Fightful Graps. Yeah. Uh, though that one's us as well. Um, actually, I say us, but that one's more 
Phil. Yeah, Phil uh, did that. Yeah. Hey, it's us. You said it's us. <laughs> uh, and uh, Jester Designs, uh, let's hope Hit Row can out Charisma Vince if we get some interactions. Uh, uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, okay. We'll be talking about that. As a matter of yeah, fact, we'll it's kind of our first topic, right? We'll you know, I, I like to get a lot of the non-wrestling stuff out in the beginning and in the end uh, and and other stuff. Before that, because I, I talked about my week. What have you guys been up to? Um, whole lot of, bunch of kind of nothing and working. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched an insane amount of wrestling. Yesterday, I watched like five wrestling shows for some dumb reason. I ended up watching the... Uh, blood sports show last night okay. that was that's pretty good i liked it uh masha slamovich and uh um what's her name uh roderick strong's woman i feel very upset for disrespecting wow. her. Uh, marina shafir marina on, shafir man. oh I'm come so on sorry, come on podcaster <laughs> I know, I know. killer match last night insane match you guys should check it out main event was chris dickinson and suzuki suzuki's just been on a tear just beating everybody up he beat up Chris Dickinson pretty bad. So Suzuki out. out here living his best life. <laughs> he is. He's having so much fun. He just going to shows, beating fools up. Everybody's loving it, selling merch. And then he just yeah. goes home. You know, because he was supposed to be out here WrestleMania weekend uh, in 2020. Mm-hmm. And of course, yeah. we didn't get that. Uh, and I was, I had tickets uh, to. Oh, man. That was the Orange Cassidy match. Right? Yeah, the Orange Cassidy oh, match. Right. I had yeah, tickets yeah. To, to spring break. And uh, I had tickets to everything. I was going to go to um uh to for the culture i had i like that my plan was like i had uh my tickets lined up for that weekend to like go see everything and this was gonna be like my indie weekend i was like i'm gonna see everything i got wrestlecon meets with like everybody like i'm gonna do it all and then (laughs) nothing so unfortunate i did that this year and it was insane yeah uh and uh we have uh, people on Twitter switch so fast on Charlotte once SRS dropped his article. Charlotte's uh, killing it. As a matter of fact, she's I, my I, favorite wrestler right now. I, I, I did see, you and know. And her man. I, I did see that a lot of people tried to come for the guy SRS, you know, earlier this week when, you know, SRS. that clickbait tweet came out. SRS. SRS. Dude, we have to make it. We absolutely have to make the song. I am all over it. Uh, yeah, people come <laughs> for the guy, and then you know the stuff came out today, and people kind of flip sides, man. Right, yeah. it happens quickly, man. He puts out an article, people get pissed, and he puts out another article, and people are like, "Man, Sean's dropping this knowledge on him." It's like, yeah, <laughs> guy can't catch a break. Yeah, and uh, I am La Lucha said uh, had to show love to my new favorite group to, to talk wrestling uh, with hyped SRS brought you on. Uh, thoughts on the new Queen show? Eve is still a baddie. Oh, you oh mean, I haven't yeah. seen it, but I definitely uh, want to oh, yeah, see any of it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet, but um, I I want to. I I want to yeah. watch it. Like I'm like really interested. The there's like a paradoxical issue that I have with a lot of it, where it's like there's all these artists that they have featured in the show that would have worked with like everybody in this show and i'm like so logically this 
Eve, like, obviously Eve does not exist in this universe, but also, like, so I don't know. Um, I get it. Yeah, so, because, like, I grew up in that time period, right? right. So, like, I, uh, but I have a feeling it'll be something worth watching. So. Should be pretty good. Yeah. So, does sitcom um, Eve exist in that timeline? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't just know. saw you on UPN, Eve. What well, because like, because I saw like T Boz was there like as T Boz, but I'm like, so does would T Boz not know Brandy? Like that doesn't right. make any sense to me. That but doesn't make no. any sense. <laughs> no, these people would know each other. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I, either Looks way, good, I though. Watch we're it. definitely all gonna check it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check it out. Um, I don't know. I don't like to watch shows without a full season being completed because uh, everything runs the risk of being canceled, especially with the amount of shows that are out right now. And the thing I hate the most is getting into a show that got canceled. So I at Mm -hmm. least have to like let a season complete. I never watch anything while it's on. I always binge it as soon as it starts, but Hey, we're talking spoiled streaming. (laughs) I know. Son of a gun. (laughs) I know this is like not a thing before. Right. Right. That's not a concept. My parents, the old VHS Reggie right now is like, what is this guy talking about? (laughs) Waiting and time and, what you better watch that show man you're never gonna see it again yeah <laughs> i know that's why i have uh old tapes of uh do you remember damon wance had a sitcom it was just damon uh yeah. like everybody remembers my wife and kids but not a whole lot of people watch damon it was just him and david allen greer mm-hmm. and like uh yeah. i recorded that show and watched it while it was on and maybe I don't think it ran more than like five episodes, but I saw it anyway. Say, why did you record that? <laughs> because I was because I was a living color fan, and like so, I do like Damon Wayans was like that dude to me, and I wanted right. to see whatever it was. Anything he, did. he was doing was good. Yeah, you know, yeah. I love Blank Man. I've seen that a thousand mm-hmm. times, um, and I probably shouldn't have seen Mo Money as a kid, but I did. Same <laughs> Stacy Dash though. Woo wee. Yeah, wouldn't say She's that now, but yeah, not, uh, not now. But then, <laughs> She was the one. Then, yeah, before she was just clueless, and now she's clueless. All right, uh, so we got uh, the title exchange gone wrong. Uh, or right? Who knows? Uh, it depends on who you ask. But We're gonna see. last night, uh, we know that Becky and Charlotte were scheduled to do their title exchange uh, in the main event segment of uh friday night smackdown you guys know that show it's a show that uh we watch on fridays and everybody says it's great and sometimes it is and then other times is last night uh but so we uh but story broke um last night well the funny thing was so i want to talk about how the story broke uh because you have to pay attention people so the way the story initially came out was uh we're gonna play chain of events first just a tweet drops from andrade that says f u w w e andrade finished that main event out and came out saying boop, boop, boop. man for real. <laughs> like and, and one two uh, three bam 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 fuck wwe yeah and, well and so uh everybody was like why is he just talking shit about WWE? Why does he care about his former employer? You know, why can't he just, like, let his stuff go? What happened at AEW? And I was like, you know, y'all know that match was taped, like, a week ago. So, like, you know it had nothing to do with that match. Mm-mm. It had something to do with, like, probably wouldn't even paid attention to the fact that that match was even Eric. Because, like, it happened in his life, and he's been done for a while. Sorry, my, to, uh, we're 15 minutes into the show, because that was my alarm to start the show. Uh, and I accidentally snoozed it for 15 minutes. But anyway, so, uh, but I saw people, like, 
quote tweeting it and they're just like, oh, WWE living rent free in Andrade's head. Uh, the accident built the SS match uh, much better than the WWE. Always. That's classic yeah. WWE. They never do it themselves. They always just fall in it. Like, Becky wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for a big accident. I mean, she might, <laughs> you know what I mean. Nia Jax yeah. punched her in the mouth. And I know, the rest and that, is history. Yep. Yeah, that cemented everything for her. But Accidents. as far as uh, this chain of events. So, um, yeah, Andrade put his tweet out. And uh, this isn't like one of those, like I told you so kind of things. But my gut told me it had something to do with Charlotte. I couldn't put my finger on it. But it's like Andrade is not the type to just like, as a matter of fact, he thanked WWE upon leaving. Right. Like he what he doesn't seem like the type to just like talk shit for no reason. Uh, and so when that happened, my gut went, huh, wonder what's going on with Charlotte. And then, <laughs> uh, and then sure enough, within minutes, um, wrestle votes, then, uh, quote tweets it with, uh, and, and you gotta love wrestle votes because they're kind of the, the Kings of, of vague posting. Um, oh my God. Oh, like, it's so vague. <laughs> like, you know, when you get the, the, the eye emojis, um, the shifty eye emoji that, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> like, you absolutely know that something's happened. And uh, almost within minutes, the story's going to drop. But WrestleVotes tweeted, uh, they quote tweeted it and said, this is only the beginning of the story that unfolded tonight. And so, again, I saw people reply to it like, wonder what's going on at AEW. And it's like, they didn't tape anything at AEW. Yeah, it was no taped AEW. a week ago. AEW has nothing to do with this. Yeah, it was like, they taped a week ago. This but I appreciate that. I appreciate the amount of people who don't know that Rampage like isn't live. Right. Um, Which and... is great. I wish I was the same. The funny thing about this whole thing is there was a story, I think, yesterday about uh, Sean SRS again tweeted that Charlotte was in Saudi Arabia and then Andrade was like, no, we're actually in Mexico. So it mm -hmm. kind of added another layer. Like, they were just together. So I was yeah. like, oh, he's mad that they made her come into work. Like, that's when he's like, FWWE, he's like, yo, we was on vacation. We was we on the cooling. beach. Yeah. We was having a great time. Now she got to go and be on this awful show. <laughs> well, I won't say awful show, but because we, we'll talk about that. that. That's our number two story. Spoilers. Uh, Drew, by the way, said, you can see how comfortable that was with hindsight. Sonya didn't want to be there. And Cole, for a split second, had his head down. Hey, maybe... Hey, WWE, maybe don't. I mean, yep, uh, there's there's a lot to talk about with that. But so PW Insider um, came out with the details, uh, I guess, late last night, early morning, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, and uh, Fightful Select um, added more details to the story today uh, in that the story uh, basically is that the segment didn't exactly go as planned. Uh, that Charlotte had uh, reportedly been kind of voicing concerns about it all day uh, backstage, um, but reportedly wasn't heard. Uh, the segment went as planned, uh, or I suppose the segment went started as planned, right. uh, went as it was supposed to go. Um, the The big thing in the story is that the the way the belts were exchanged, as we saw. Now, the way it played out on TV was that Sonya reaches for Charlotte's belt, Charlotte drops the belt, uh, then Charlotte picks it up, hands it to Sonya, and Becky throws her belt at Charlotte. Um, and uh, according to Fightful Select, which FightfulSelect.com, um, sign up, because uh, it's, I, I, it's a really great deal for what you get as far as uh, wrestling news is concerned. 
Um, and I'm not just saying that as somebody who uh, now hosts a show on Fightful. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Fightful. But I also say that as somebody who was a Fightful Select subscriber before I started Grapsity. So, like, I... I I, I actually do endorse Fightful Select as a, as a great deal. It's been longer um, than four weeks, you guys. All right. <laughs> yes. Um, but basically, that the original script called for um, Becky to grab the belt uh, away from Charlotte and brag about being Becky two belts, and then Sonya Deville was going to um, demand that the belt be handed over to Charlotte, um, but that Charlotte didn't agree with that, and. Uh, that they got in an argument when they got backstage. There was a lot of shouting um, that Charlotte had said that dropping the belt was accidental. Now that that detail's come out, I almost want to rewatch the segment because mm-hmm. I haven't seen it since uh, I saw that detail. Right. Uh, so I'm curious about that. Uh, but and, it sounded like cat. <laughs> and then Charlotte was asked to leave the venue. Uh, so there's a lot to dissect here. Um Look, First Charlotte thing. is Teflon Don. She knows she can do whatever <laughs> in the world. Because what are they going to do? Fire her? Yeah, right. If they do, they're going to bring her back. She's forever. She can do whatever she wants. They're never going to not love Charlotte. And she knows that in the back of her mind. So she's like, look, I can do anything I want out here on live TV. It doesn't matter. What are they going to do? They're not going to fire her. And that's what it showed right here. It showed that like she kind of used her veteran status to make a statement, I think, more than just like, you know, trying to be like, uh, trying to beef. I think she was like making a statement like, no, nah, we don't have to like go with this. Like we need to think about other things than this terrible booking. So like, I'm not going to be with it. Here we go. This is how I'm going to handle it. Yeah, because I, I, there's a lot to, to take away from this because I have problems, of course, with uh, the big thing here, which is that uh, the title swap in itself like sucks. Uh, awesome. And... Uh, you know, I I hate when being an optimist like makes me look like an idiot. Because like Phil, you had posted yesterday about um, the the title swap. Don't do this, and I'm like, nah, maybe they'll do something different because it's the main event segment, and like you know, maybe an angle will come out of this, or you do something going into Survivor Series, something else, right? Nope, nah, nah. Nope. Imagine this angle without that little fight. It would have been just nothing. They would have switched the belts and then Sasha Banks would have came like, what? This is awful. There's no heat here at all. Yeah. I mean, it just looked like a dumb segment, but now it looks hilarious knowing everything that we know (laughs) about it. (laughs) Um, I watched it this morning. Someone put the my way or the highway over it. It was hilarious. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Yeah. I I was sitting laughing at it thinking uh, sisters are doing it for themselves. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte's Charlotte's been letting y'all know for a while that she's not feeling it. I mean, that was pretty much the catalyst behind the Nia match as well, is Mm -hmm. Charlotte's not feeling it. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, you you could see during this segment, her body language, like, her facial expressions, like, it was just like, man, you're not covering it well, you're not covering it well. I also love Sonya's face, like, guys, what are we doing? Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's going bad. It's going bad. Oh, Um, my goodness. Yeah, and then Sasha just runs out like, hey, guys, I'm here. Like, hey, don't you do that. And we're like, wait, don't you do what? (laughs) It was was a disaster, man. Um, But, yeah, let this be a lesson. Don't do title exchanges. I mean, don't do it. Like, uh, I've seen a couple of ideas as far as that's concerned because, like, the main one should be, 
Yeah, if you hold a belt that says Raw or SmackDown, you're ineligible to be drafted like that. Easy is, as that. Yeah, why are that you drafting be... these people if you're going to do that stupid? If you're going to do this, why are you doing that? Yeah, and uh, and they've been like inconsistent about that in the past, right? Because like I remember in '07, right? Like Bobby Lashley was drafted as ECW champion, and they were like, "Well, you're ECW champion, so you're officially stripped of the title." But then like the next, the like the very next year. Kane, ECW champion, drafted to Raw, and they were like, eh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just not smart. I mean, especially when you had so many title matches. You had the chance to move that title this week. This week? You could have just made Bianca champion. I don't know why you didn't do that. Um, I don't know, man. I don't get what they're doing. I I don't know. It almost feels like either rename the the titles or change the draft format at this point. Yeah, right. don't don't do title exchanges because now Charlotte's a twelve time champion. I, I for simply, said, didn't they say they're not going to count it as a new title reign? How do you not though? Like because officially on the record now, the record books shows Charlotte new champion. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way. There, it's done. There's, there's no way. Like it would have to be like with an asterisk, and like even still. You've absolutely just like screwed up your history for no reason. Uh, and uh, yeah, I have seen the rumor, of course, that uh, Charlotte wanted to lose clean to Bianca. Um, that would have been cool uh, because that match was great. But man, that ending. Charlotte of, loses. Uh, oh my gosh. Charlotte's lost in 24 hours. Charlotte's lost the same night her belt. Charlotte has lost this belt all every single time she's defended it. Why now? They want to let her go over, and at the dumbest time to let her go over, the yeah, worst does, worst time to sense. let her win this championship again, and they just let it happen. That's it why she really sense. got mad. She was I, like, right. "No, you're not going to make me look bad again. They're going to blame right, me for exactly. this on the internet. I'm right. not taking it. <laughs> not taking it anymore. I know exactly what they're going to say about me, so don't do well, this. And you don't know, like because uh, there's a few things like uh, that I now have a problem with. <clears throat> Talking about the title exchange. And I mentioned this because I was on um, uh, Denise Salcedo's YouTube channel uh, when we previewed uh, Crown Jewel. And I mentioned this point before. But uh, thinking about the the idea that Charlotte is... Or not Charlotte. Oh, uh, yeah. That Charlotte's now the SmackDown Women's Champion. Sure, that's the point I'll go with. Uh, and that you now exchange the titles. So now officially on the record... And this is why I hate this. I hate that uh, because I feel like title history is important. And I feel like lineage of the titles is important. And I feel like uh, staying with the titles is important. Mm-hmm. I have a big problem with the idea of Bianca having lost her belt in seconds at SummerSlam. And now she's been drafted away from the belt. And officially on the record, she doesn't get that back. Like, even if she wins the Raw Women's title, like, historically now, the book is just going to show, you look at the Wikipedia entry, you look at WWE.com's entry for the SmackDown Women's title, it is, uh, Bianca lost the belt in 26 seconds, never got it back. And, like, uh, that that sucks. That's, like, you know, for everybody that was like, oh, don't worry, she'll get it back eventually. Nah, she got the other belt now. Like, it's not going to be the belt she lost. It's not going to be the title she lost. It's not going to be the, like... I, and I just, that all sucks to me. Uh, it all sucked. Yeah. Uh, so uh, going back to the Super Chats, 
Um, Charlotte's a mark for herself. Yes, the exchange was stupid, but she didn't have to do Becky like that. By the way, thanks for the content, y'all. Uh, Jacob, gonna... her last name is Flair, bro. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, hey, I, I, I think it's a little unprofessional how she chose to do it. Um, but her daddy would have did the same thing. Yeah, I just you know, Teflon think... Don, she got clout. Teflon Don. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I just think that, you know, it's there has needed to be a conversation about the women's division for some time. I think the women's division has been a mess. And I remember maybe about a few months ago, people were like, we need Charlotte back. Charlotte will fix this. And I said, no, it won't, because the problem isn't who they are booking. The problem is how they're booking them. Mm -hmm. And so now we have Charlotte back and it's still kind of a mess. You have no women's match last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Let's talk about that. I want to read Terrence's uh, super chat really quick. Y'all are killing the game, brothers. Thank you. Uh, Is the Charlotte and Becky booking an indictment of how tone deaf WWE really is? Uh, They had to know this was weird. Uh, I mean, it. All of it, like, there's so much you could have done because, like, it's not like they didn't have an out, right? Like, right. Bianca wins last week. Sasha wins it. Um, Crown Jewel. Bam. You have the belts on the shows. You didn't have to do the title swap. And you're good. Uh, but instead, I just think they booked day to day. They didn't think about it. They yeah. just got there and they were like, oh, shit. What do we do now? Let's just have them exchange the belts. You know. <laughs> uh, Stupid ass shit. So... The 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 problem last night. Let's talk about SmackDown, right? Uh, let's talk. Look, about man. It. Uh, I like professional wrestling. Obviously, That's I what do I'm this show. The show for. Yeah, that is what I watch the show for. And again, I mentioned on our first episode that I tend to watch the shows from the perspective of somebody in the audience. I didn't watch the show live, and I'm really glad I didn't. Uh, cause I was at the Nuggets game. So I, I, uh, Friday nights is going to be really difficult for me, especially during basketball season to, to watch wrestling live. Cause there's going to be live basketball, on. but I promise I will watch and I watch SmackDown. Uh, and like, you know, opening segment with Roman and Brock, this cool, except I have a little beef with the idea that like, you know, when people talk about. Uh, WWE insulting your intelligence and I've seen people who are like what does that even mean like how do they insult our intelligence I'll give you an example you Mr. Viewer Miss Viewer Mrs. Viewer anybody as a viewer of this show you know for a fact that Brock Lesnar is not a full-time wrestler you absolutely know that you know that this man comes back a couple times a year and does his thing Come you on, don't you necessarily guys. need, like, you... I knew where he was going with this, <laughs> yeah. and I was mad when he got to it. Why are you yeah. saying this, Adam Pierce? We don't... Yeah, like, you don't have to suspend Brock Lesnar. No. Nobody in the right mind believes that the reason Brock Lesnar ain't here for the next three months is because he's suspended. No. You don't have to do that. You don't have to because, say that. Because, like, you expect me, viewer, to believe that if Brock Lesnar wasn't suspended, he'd be here? He's not. That's not how that works. That's not how it's worked over the last 10 years. But yet, this also ain't the first time that they have come up with some kind of explanation to write Brock Lesnar off for a few months. We don't have to do that. 
People know that Brock Lesnar is not a full-time wrestler. I said that what they should do is reverse suspend him and make force him to reverse. come into work every single week. Yo, you want to keep doing suspend. this? I need you to come next uh, next SmackDown. The SmackDown after that. Yo, if you reverse suspend him, make force him to come into work, that's going to do way more damage than the thing he always does. <laughs> and this is even dumber because he's only been back for like three weeks or something, four weeks. Yeah. Like, oh, hey. yo, he's suspended. We can't take this. Bro, you want this. Why would you suspend <laughs> something you want? You want hey. Brock Lesnar to be causing chaos. Oh, no, actually, we don't. That's too much. No, Shut man. Just, just admit you just wanted him for the show on Thursday. That's and, that's right. and so, man, I mean. Look, are, Brock are got we, his million-dollar check, and he's out, you guys. Sorry. Yeah. See you later. Are, are we ready to acknowledge that Pierce is kind of bad at his job as well? Because it's like, <laughs> I mean. He goes, hey, Brock is suspended. I was like, hey, you going to do anything about Sonya continuing to bully Naomi or no? Are you going to no. do anything about how you ruined the tag division by not giving the tag titles to Dakota and, and Raquel, Raquel and then making new titles? And both titles now suck. It's like unbelievable. You're, you're terrible at your job, Adam Pierce. You're terrible at your job. Unbelievable. He's just trying uh, to get himself over. And uh and Roman would threaten and fight Pierce. Mm-hmm. Never suspended Roman. Nothing. Ever. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. He was getting his ass beat for like two months and was just cool with it. And you know what? Okay, I'm gonna call myself out. Look, I have been avoiding trying to pronounce your first name. Um and uh so let me know because I didn't want to be an idiot. And so like um, let him have that one. Yeah. So just like give because I because I want to say, because I actually want to say the name. It is like the only super chatter whose name I haven't said, and she's given us multiple super chats, and so I want to give the credit where it's due. So uh but Alien. 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 So um yeah, let me know. Uh you don't have you don't have to super chat that one, by the way. You don't no, have to super da- let, chat. Let uh, Will know. You can send him a voice oh, note on Oh, okay. Uh, Jay Shell. Jay Shell. Perfect. And she said, no worries. Jay Shell. No worries. Yeah. There we go. Gave you a Shout bonus for that Jay one. Jay Shell. Thank you, Jay Shell. Uh, well, because I was going to say, like, Jay Chalet. Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, you never know. Uh, so, either way. Thank you, Jay Shell. Shout out to Jay Shell. Thank you for the super chats. Uh, if, you heard, if you heard me give any super chats without a name on this show, they were Jay Shells. Uh, but it's Jay Shell going forward. And I'm going to say Jay Shell one more time. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so we. Jay uh, so anyway. SmackDown the, sucked. That's so, what we're going to. Yeah. So the point I was going with was SmackDown. Stupid wrestling in this all show. Right, look, look, SmackDown man. sucks. I hate it. We all hate it. Uh, so the the. Even uh, before that, it's just a fucking Roman no, I was, show. I was anyway. watching SmackDown, right? And yeah, so Roman Reigns, he, he's cut the promo, and uh, he does he trust Paul Heyman? Oh, no, does he trust Paul Heyman? And uh, that's, this stuff is entertaining, like, in the in the soap opery way. It's fun. I like I like this stuff. I like, uh, you know, not knowing if it's Paul Heyman uh, or where Paul Heyman's allegiance lies. Like, this stuff is fun. Uh, but I recognized that uh, by the 30-minute mark, there had been no matches taking place. Like, 30 minutes uh, goes by, and Adam Pierce is out there. And I swear to you, uh, what what was the timestamp I, I sent you guys? I'm, like, complaining about this to Phil and Ridge as I'm watching it. I think it might have been at I the 30 I think it got up to, marks. like, 40 minutes in the room. Yeah, it was, uh, let's see. Yeah, so 38 minutes in, and Drew started walking <laughs> out. Uh <laughs> And I'm like, okay, get to a match. And he grabs the mic, and I'm like, oh my god, more talking. Right. And then uh, get to the fireworks. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, get to the fireworks factory. Yeah, and then um, and then Sami Zayn comes out, and then oh my god, he starts talking again. And I swear to you, the forty-two minute mark of the show is where the first bell of this show rings, and then they're like, and now we gotta go to commercial break. And I'm like, shut the f- up! No, you can't be serious. <laughs> Y'all trolling. <laughs> Y'all are trolling. Like, I just want to watch some matches. And that match was like, what, five minutes? Uh, and, uh, hold <laughs> Yeah. Bro, did you just quote Coming to America, LOL, Soul Glow? Um, and, yeah, the, uh, oh, and hold on. We got some super chats that we got to read. Okay, so first off, Jay Shell again. Uh, OMG, I love you guys. You're my favorite podcast. It's totally made my day. Uh, my name is actually my parents' names put That's together. Hard. James wow. and Michelle. Complicated, yeah. I know. Uh, no, it's not. That's classic no, that's black, cool. Jay yeah. Shell. We, we know how black people work. <laughs> it, it, it's uh, different. I like but it. But thanks it's, again. Love I interacting love on Twitter. No, I, honestly, that's cool. That is cool as hell. Yeah, no, uh, thanks. She's uh, very active on Twitter with all the stuff that we have. Well, since, you know, the podcast yeah. started, we really appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I was actually... Uh, so, because I like stories like that. Because we were just recently... Uh, my... My kid's school does a, a, a thing called the whole district does it, but they do what's called the pass meetings. Um, and it's for it's meetings for parents of students of color to basically sit around at a table and talk about issues that they have uh, with the school or things that wow. might be going right. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. cool. I've been doing it for about five years. Right. And so we did a thing where we all had to discuss like the origin of our names. And I was just like. I mean, it's William. I'm named after my grandpa. Like, that's it. Uh, and, like, I was loving hearing, like, everybody else having, like, cool stories and things like that. And I'm just like, eh, it's William. That's it. I don't know where my grandpa's came from. But <laughs> that was that. Uh, so we do those Thursdays. Um, and they are they're great meetings. <laughs> you didn't pull uh, your koofy hat and go out. <laughs> my name is William. I don't know what our real name is because, you know. This <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I actually... So I actually, for the purpose of this show, have it at arm's length just in case it ever needs to come up because I actually. Uh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's great. Thank you. Thank Oppression, you. My brother. Oppression. Our show is black, boy. As soon as the comment comes up in the chat, trust me, the hat's coming yes. on. All right. Beautiful. Damn, I love that. That's um. It is. It is an arm's length. So anyway, um, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> but part of it is for a Halloween party we're going to next week, where uh, I guess I'll spoil the the costume. Um, but my uh, uh, my wife was going to be a witch, and she wanted to be accompanied by a black cat, and so and she doesn't even know this idea yet. And so I was like, yeah, I'll be a black cat. And so I was just going to, like, draw, like, two whiskers on and put the kufi on and basically just, like, walk. <laughs> That's hella funny. That's good. Yeah. So uh, pardon my cough, by the way. I've been sick all week. <coughs> Yikes. I've been trying to reach Is everything okay, the new button. Brother? Yeah. So hold on. Let me, hey, we got a bunch of super chats in the meantime. Uh, what y'all talking about out there? Yeah, let's see. Uh, Drew said the whole Bloodline storyline has so many flaws in it. After WrestleMania this year, it started going downhill for same, me. Same, same, same. It dominates shit. the every, show every the, week. That's how WWE doesn't know how to book 
when they find their guy, they just book him to death. It happened yeah. with Stone Cold. It happens with, with it happens with every superstar they ever had. Hogan, if they find it, they just have to shove it down our throats. They're like, okay, we got it with Roman. So now Roman, Roman, Roman. There was times when SmackDown was only about Roman, and people were like, well, this is great content. It's great, but it's like I w- I don't want to watch a show that's just about one wrestler. It's supposed yeah. to be a variety show. It's supposed to be about all these other talents, and this whole show is just centered around this one storyline. I'm not into that, man. I'm not into the whole show. Is like, well, what's going to happen with the bloodline? What's going to? Yeah. I, yeah. I want to know what's going to happen, but like, tell me five other stories at the same time because like this ain't enough for me. The Terrence says the format of the main roster shows is why I passed on free raw tickets in my hometown in Raleigh. I drove two hours to see Ooh. AEW in Charlotte. Two hours. Two hours. Damn. You made the right choice, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh because you, you would have got ripped off for that free <laughs> ticket. And oh, Cornman316, love the icon, uh, said, tried to watch SmackDown for the first time in years to support King Woods. Turned it off after 45 minutes of no wrestling. I do not miss this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do not miss this. Yeah, and then, for real, uh, Cornman. Keep it going, cuz. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Noel Taken says, uh, just showing some love. Keep doing y'all thing. Uh, y'all brothers spitting gospel. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, my point here. Is just like there's no like wrestling happening on this show, no. and like I d- I get it. There's a fine line, right? Because uh, on one end you have, and this isn't just to compare to AEW. Like AEW is obviously a wrestling focused show, and part of being a wrestling focused show is that they don't necessarily have pay per views like every month. They have pay per views every quarter, so therefore. Um, there's not necessarily like time to waste uh, because you, you know, it's not every show is not there to build to the next pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Whereas like WWE is really there to sell you a Peacock subscription, essentially. And each show is there to, to get you to watch the next Peacock show. Uh, and so I get it. it it's a different philosophy. Uh, but at the same time, like you're not charging people admission any less. So like, right. You know, there there has to be, you have to strike a balance in making these shows matter. Uh, like I said on our first episode, there's no such thing as free TV. Like, in some way, somebody paid for it, um, whether they're paying for it with their money or they're paying for it with their time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I do feel like wrestling needs to be happening on these shows in some way, uh, at least if you're into wrestling. Like, I, I know some people who uh, are very much just... Uh, I, I have two former co-hosts whose favorite line was wrestling's the worst part of wrestling. Like they like the storylines. They like uh, the drama. They like all that stuff. Like the Roman stuff is, is for them. Get it. Hey man. But those guys also didn't know what camp low Lucini is. So we didn't. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's what I it just, is. But do, it and then like, do those guys go to live shows? You, I like, I like that stuff too, but I don't at all want to see it when I'm there. I don't want to see a bunch of people talking. And I for sure don't want to see them on a screen showing me these damn pre-tapes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like I said, I feel like you have to strike a balance. And I feel like this show did not strike that balance. Um, and thank you, Monica, um, sending us the, the super chat. I agree with Reg. I need multiple mm-hmm. storylines. Uh, thank you, Monica. Appreciate uh, you, Monica. Uh, yeah. I. And then on top of all of that, this show didn't have a women's match at all nothing not one not one they had one women's angle at the end yeah Yeah. i I think if you're gonna do the title swap you should have done a women's match 
to at least, you know, offset that. But to not have a women's match and then end the show with that title swap, it just was very, very jarring to me. Uh, like, so there were some slightly encouraging things. Uh, I, they, they, the, we had the debut of Hit Row on this show. Um, you guys seem to have some thoughts on that. I can already see it, uh, brewing in Phil's face. <laughs> I, you know, hey, I just don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> I'm giving it a chance. I'm giving it a chance, but. I just don't know what's going on. You had the reports coming out the same day of are uh, they a tag team? Are they not uh, a tag team? Look, I, I don't know. Shane Swerve, Isaiah Scott Strickland is one of the best wrestlers in the entire world. The Big vehicle of Hit Row should be that Isaiah Swerve Scott becomes WWE champion, Universal champion, some kind of big champion here. This show is about him. And when I figured out really quick that they're not trying to make this show about him. Hey, man. Yeah, go. you know, for me, obviously, I... I gotta am, go. Uh, for me... Ring I, the bell and this guy. No uh, one's uh, better than this guy. Ring the bell. Ding, ding, ding. No one can do what this guy does. And they are not seeing it. He was my 2017 Wrestler of the Year. And everybody was like, oh, it's because you're related to him. I'm like, no. no. Like, honestly, it was because every show I attended that he was at. Uh, the way he got the crowd, um, whether he was wrestling in front of 15 people or I mm-hmm. uh, watched him wrestle in front of a thousand people, um, no matter what he did, it was like they were into him. Um, I, he's cool, man. Yeah, he's a and, cool wrestler. He was a cool know. wrestler, and like the That's way rare. that it, it, it was, <laughs> it was always just amazing to me to be around people who. Uh, would all sing Ain't Nobody and right. the amount yes, of people sir. in the audience and I'm calling people out here now who didn't know who that song was by. Uh, <laughs> Shame on you. Shame uh, on you. Shame. It, it, it was happening. There were people who were all singing it and they were like, yeah, this is my favorite Michael Jackson song. And I'm like, what? Oh, yikes. <laughs> what? what now? That was a shocker con, man. What is happening here? Hey, um, I, I'm just going to say it. I think that they missed the boat by when he first debuted, not licensing that song seriously. and giving him that record to come out with seriously. his theme music because it's yeah. just such a big part of his presentation. Mm-hmm. Yes. They should have done it. I know. Hopefully, uh, Tony Khan's going to shell out that money when it's go time. Yo, TK. Yo, shocker con, shocker con, shocker con. Let me get that. Uh, but, like, honestly, just uh, the way. Hit row like it, so. I say this. As they got somebody. another Mark Henry. That's all they care about. All they want is a big another Mark Henry. Oh, he no, can slam look, two look, people look, at look, the look. same time. We need him to be world champion. Look, uh, hold up, and uh, so I want to read Jay Shell's uh, super chat. She said, "Me watching WWE is the most toxic relationship in my life. There's no way I should oh feel trapped God, being the watching since I was six. Uh, and uh, Rob's super chat is popping. Level up. Um, but we appreciate y'all. Y'all are killing it." Yeah, I uh, love the Super Chats today. So, but yeah, that's me. I'm trapped. I'm like, <laughs> if I don't watch this show, I'm going to miss something. But then when I watch the show, I hate it. But then I have to watch the show for this podcast. It's like, what is, I'm, I, I, I don't know what you want me to do here. So yeah, my, my, worry, better show. my worry, though, is that uh, it did feel like an NXT because that's what it was, right? That like Hit Row formed around Swerve. It was right. about, uh, it was about Swerve. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's... You know, because ultimately 
he was it's not to say he's better than anybody else in the group. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that um the work was kind of put in for him in NXT first and not necessarily with the others. So really they were his supporting cast. Right. Uh, and that's how I felt watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and with this debut, my worry was that uh, the way it was presented, I saw the PW Insider story about uh, what Hit Row is going to be going forward. I don't know how true that is. Uh, so not necessarily going to speak to that. I'll just speak to what I saw on SmackDown, that it felt like, he was just a piece of the group. It right. didn't feel like his vehicle. And uh-uh. that worries me because he's been there this whole time and the work's been put in for Swerve for him to suddenly not be the guy in the group. And yeah. it didn't it didn't feel like he was a centerpiece. Uh and I was worried about that. And, and I he is. That that's not the case. Because he he's is the man. He is the man. Uh, Terrence said last night I had a brief feeling that Swerve would get the Ernie Ladd treatment. He is so gifted on the mic and between the ropes. Uh, no, on the tag team. Um, and we know how they feel about tag teams. I don't <laughs> like. Let's just start there. They don't care about tag teams. Uh, if you're in and, a tag team, they don't care about you. So, and, like, there you go. And uh, Ken said, "For real, if I I can't sing along to Ain't Nobody, then Shane Strickland's greater than Swerve Scott." Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just go watch Lucha Underground because he was doing some crazy shit. Watch his run in MLW. MLW is what I was gonna say. Uh, I mean, crazy. honestly, his match with uh, Matt Riddle, phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. for the MLW Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and that Just one I think that. is pretty readily available on YouTube. If yeah, I think you can it. watch most of his <clears throat> run on YouTube. So yeah, do that. So that's. Uh, like, and watch uh, AEW in a few months when he's there. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. Don't say Well, I didn't say that's, anything. That is, <laughs> <laughs> that is nothing that is of any. Well, I'm just talking out loud. <laughs> I'm just talking Hey, man. Uh, but anyway. He's going to ring off one of those dynamites. <laughs> We're all going to be dancing. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to see more. I because I think uh, I, I truly do think that um, he has all the potential to be a a star. And he's shown it. Uh, you know, it's not that I don't want to see because like obviously treating guys as equal parts has worked out well. Like when you look at the new day, uh, and uh, but at the same time, vehicle factions also work too, and that that's is. okay. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's not to say that that's not a knock on Top Dollar at all. Hey, and no. I appreciate Top Dollar's come up. Yeah, man. I really do. Um, I think he's been great on Twitter over the last few weeks. I think he's been doing his thing. But, man, it just feels like they've taken a step back with, with Swerve. And right. I don't know. Yeah, no, if they're going to use Swerve as a stepping stone, I'm not in at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I want to see... Uh, there's there's a lot of things I want to see, but also I feel like if the work is there, uh, go with the work. Don't necessarily go with, um, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not feeling it. But anyway, uh, mixed tag show. Thanks. Uh, simply thanks. <laughs> Nothing to read there. Listen but thank to the mixed tag show. Thanks. No doubt. Yep. Uh, so 
anyway, bottom line, as far as SmackDown's concerned, just where are the matches? That's it. I just want some matches. Uh, by the time the show was over, you ran four matches. They all collectively ran about 20 minutes total. And uh, that's insane. That's not to say that matches need to have length, per se. Like, I, I am a believer that uh, you don't necessarily have to stretch for time with a match. Like, I, I'm a big believer in go with what you got. But there's no way that's all they got. There's no way I refuse to believe that with all that talent you got backstage, that that's all the wrestling you have. You there's just did no a draft. Way. And you, you didn't just... do... Where are that? Oh, yeah, and then we saw some new faces backstage, uh, right? Because uh, we saw Aaliyah is going to oh, be on SmackDown. God, don't say that name out there. Yeah, we saw, <laughs> we saw Zia Lee uh, get, the, get the vignette. Um, we, yeah. Zia Lee's great, but, I mean, hey. We saw women from the UK, and I fought since I was 12 years old on the streets of Liverpool since I was Ridge Hollands here now. They give every UK guy the same exact gimmick. I fought <laughs> at 12 years old in the streets. My mom and dad didn't care about me. I haven't had a real meal since I was 13. I've been fighting for scraps. That's all the same gimmick. <laughs> William Regal did it, and we loved it. But every guy can't be the same, you guys. Um. Well, I saw that uh, when they did the little promo with Sheamus, and Sheamus was talking about um, uh, being the guy of the, the man who has the banger matches. And, like, he's right. Yeah. Uh, is that going to happen on SmackDown? I don't know. This ain't the show for that. But uh, it would be great if it was. But... Uh, Show sucks. Let's know. please move on. Oh my yeah, God. all right, all right. <laughs> so, on the other end, we had the the TBS title bracket, um, and yeah, so that was announced. Yeah. Uh, that was announced, uh, and everybody was curious what that was going to mean. Tony Khan appeared on Busted Open earlier in the day to uh, to announce that there was going to be four buys in the tournament and who would those buys be uh the guess from a lot of people turned out to be correct and i'm trying to pull up the bracket now uh rather than just continuing to talk about it so <laughs> give me bracketology uh, there's four buys uh, yeah well because they announced they announced 12 participants and of course you can't have a tournament with 12 participants because that's yeah. not how that works or you're gonna end up with a triple threat which like that wouldn't be too that bad that would have been cool yeah, that actually would have been cool. But uh after that crown jewel triple threat. Yeah. So uh what they officially announced and it's uploading right now. There we go. All right, so the brackets announced basically it is the bottom four of the top five ranked competitors in AEW got a buy. That would be Thunder Rosa, Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose, and Chris Statlander. Uh and then the other participants in the tournament would be Anna Jay taking on Jamie Hayter. The Bunny taking on Red Velvet, Serena Deeb taking on Hikaru Shida, and Penelope Ford taking on Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. And uh, so that's our tournament to determine the TBS champion. Uh, now, of course, uh, going back to this for a second, it's kind of clear that Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill are probably going to beat their uh, opponents that come out of their matches. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, move on to full gear to face each other uh it's looking like the semifinals are going to take place at full gear uh which if that's the case if both semifinals matches take place at full gear then hey three women's matches at uh at the pay-per-view can't complain about that because we know we're getting uh ty conti who's the number one contender taking on Britt baker and then the other women's matches i'll take that mm -hmm. uh 
So one will probably be in the pre-show, but you know, we take what we can get, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. What are we thinking? What are we thinking? About Who you got, this tournament? Phil? Who you got? Who you got? I mean, we got some good first round matchups. I mean, mm-hmm. man, look, looking at Serena versus Hikaru in the first round is a pretty good matchup for just a first round match. They set us um, up pretty nice with that angle they did a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Man, Anna, Anna J versus Jamie Hayter is going to be really good. Um, Man, I think Penelope versus Ruby could also be good. But if Definitely. you are if you are going to tease me with possibly Sheeta versus Ruby in the semifinals, come on, man, give me that match. Yeah. It's going to be a good match. Um, I'm so, in the Statlander and Ruby. If that happens, that's going to be a banger match right there, too. Yeah, I'm assuming the finals are going to be Ruby versus Jay Cargill. If I had to guess, um, and I'm assuming Jay Cargill is going to win the title. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, uh, I think the. But Ruby has a big chance. She could possibly win. Like she is yeah. not like it's not like all the way for Jade, I feel. Uh so I feel like if I were giving my predictions in shout out to Jay Shell, I think we'll see Ruby Jade or Ruby Rosa. Um I was wondering and then uh I figure uh haters should not be taking L. Um we uh and sorry that was a chat message i read uh for those who are listening audio that wasn't just me saying that out loud uh <laughs> so uh pulling up the bracket again all right so we've got anna j versus jamie hater i think you move jamie hater on there uh and then bunny and red velvet i feel like red velvet is one that you also have to move on just because like red velvet and jay cargill is one of those stories that isn't really finished and yeah. is is a good one to run back, especially because it was good last time. As a matter of mm. fact, uh, the last two times that uh, they had great interactions inside the uh, the mixed tag match with Shaq, and uh, their singles match was good. Right. Uh, yeah. So, like, I would tell that story. I'm fine with that. Uh, and it's well, looking like up top they could tell the story. Uh, Jamie Hader wins, Thunder Rosa, then uh, Britt screws Thunder out of the match because that's where they're going to end up going. Yeah. Anyway, world title. Yeah. yeah. Uh Serena and Hikaru Shida, I think she has gotta win that one. Uh Penelope Ford and Ruby Soho. I think Ruby Soho moves on uh with that. Uh but then like from there, I would honestly you know, you put Sheeta over Nyla Rose, uh and probably Ruby Soho over Chris Statlander, uh Thunder Rosa. I mean Jay Cargill over Thunder Rosa. Or, yeah, Jay Cargill over Thunder Rosa. And then finals, uh I would say, yeah, Jay Cargill. To me, if I were doing it, and it's not just because she is my my favorite wrestler at the moment, or maybe it is, but uh, I would say part of the reason I would go Sheeta and Jade is because Sheeta will have crossed that 50-win mark. So she is the winningest female wrestler in AEW. And she was that year-long reigning women's champion i feel like if mm-hmm. anybody has the biggest rub to give jade cargill i do think jade cargill wins it if anybody has a big rub to give her it's hikaru Shida just because of the fact that she is so accomplished in AEW. and yep. so it kind of in the same way that like brit has the title for having beaten the winningest woman in AEW. jade cargill give her that same rub of like she didn't just beat uh these top women she beat uh the winningest Women in all of AEW, the only woman to cross fifty wins, uh, Jay Cargill beat her. Like I think that is how I would go in the finals, right? For me, yeah. 
I, I agree with that, but I also <clears throat> think because I think Ruby is going to lose, I think Ruby beating Sheeta matters that much more because true. I think giving Ruby that, that rub, even though she's probably going to lose the tournament, matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, People see. love Ruby too, so like she's yeah. going to have heat. And Jade is just like, Jade against Ruby is a, a good story to tell because like Jade has that big... Um, that bitch energy and you know so i think it, it's gonna work out either way it's, it seems like a vehicle for uh jade which is dope for us it's gonna be some great matches yeah. in there red velvet's gonna tear it up thunder's always tearing it up it's gonna be a pretty good tournament i think yep drew uh super chat says i'm predicting rosa versus deep for the finals uh that could go and uh kimberly they says, like serena a lot <laughs> TBS title greater than Queen's crown. Look, man, you know what's interesting is uh, it didn't have to be this way. <laughs> no, not at all. Did no, not. No, not at all. Uh, uh, they but, did this to themselves. But this is one of those like kind of layups for AEW. Like if they miss this as a layup, that's a shame because yeah. uh, they do have at least the benefit of WWE having not and, – and that's not a knock on um, Zelina Vega because I think that – uh, she could potentially run with the the queen gimmick, um, and and I thought the match with Dewdrop for the five minutes it got uh, was pretty good. Um, that said, I think that uh, because there's so much like kind of uh, not so happy discussion around the Queen's Crown tournament, I think like I said, it's an easy layup for AEW to be like, hey, we ran a tournament around the same time, and ours was better. Did uh, Selena so- win a match before that tournament? In no, WWE. she didn't win one match. That's why no one. Come on. I know that's, that's what are you? That's what? Why it makes no sense. Didn't um, she win that Shell's... match over Live though? Oh Probably. yeah, that's right. Uh, Jay Shell. Oh yeah, says... I, get, I think we need to talk about Big Swole because that's like a pretty big thing I saw yesterday. Was mm-hmm. we're swole, we're swole, we're swole, we're swole. So yeah, um, where's Big Swole uh, in the tournament? Is 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 it health issues? Because I know she had like a set some setbacks maybe like a few weeks ago or maybe mm-hmm. a month ago with her health. So maybe that's what it is. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I don't know. Because uh, yeah, I can't think of the last taping she's been at. Because uh, she hasn't been on dark or elevation recently. Right. Uh, so I don't know. That's interesting. Now I'm thinking of like, what about Kara Hogan? What about Diamante? They had like some other kind yeah. of people that could have been slotted in there. I think. I was expecting Layla Hirsch. I'm really surprised Layla. she wasn't in there. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, one place I'll give credit is that these are the 12 most like prominent women in AEW. Right. Um, like, to make sure we know this is a title that's going to matter, it's not like uh, there's any faces in here who aren't uh, kind of established faces. Because, you right. know, uh, I've heard there's a lot of discussion around the AEW um, men's eliminator title or title eliminator tournament. Um, and the names that are in that and some of the names that are missing uh, because you can very much see that AEW is trying to protect certain names because, yeah. like, the big question is, where's Miro? Well, Miro ain't winning the tournament, so, like, right. they don't want to give Miro... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, Tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Or a loss. MJF uh, could have been in there. Like they yeah. just yeah, they're protecting a lot of guys. Yeah, and they're sure. like, what well, yeah, and they're trying to not give certain guys a loss because it's like this is probably gonna be won by Brian Danielson. And so therefore, uh who it's basically like who can we afford to have lose in this tournament because only one person can win and everybody else has to take a loss. So uh, I, I feel like that's where that's going. Like my big homie, uh, big tears yesterday. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Orange that Cassidy, was weird. Yeah, we could talk about that because uh, so first off, uh, Brian uh, says missed live uh, last show as my appendix exploded. Oh no. Uh, and I was in agony for a week, but somehow I feel Reg suffered more at Raw. <laughs> Trios champs, you all killing it. Oh, my God. Hey, Thank you. Official, first official Fightful Trios champ. We'll take hey, it. Appreciate uh, you, Brian. Man, oh, Colt man. said uh, they set the bracket up nicely where Jade could have two matches, uh, matchups against established vets that could give her some awesome matches. Yeah. Uh, that's the reason I think it'll be Sheeta and Jade in the finals, uh, mainly because... Uh, one of my favorite things uh, about Hikaru Shida and, uh, is that everyone's best match is with her. And right. I feel like that's not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Like when people were like, wow, Penelope Ford can go. That came after her match with Hikaru Shida. Uh, Ty Conti had her best match with Hikaru Shida. The match where everybody was like, whoa, has Britt Baker arrived was that match at the Nightmare Factory with Hikaru Shida. Uh, it just feels like people step up when they're in the ring with her. And I feel like if Jade is to have that kind of career-making match for her, the one where you're going to put the title on her, the one to give her her coronation moment, I feel like she's the opponent for that because Shida makes people step up. I have to say, by the way, because uh, I haven't gotten to mention this, mention this on Grapsity. It's one of my favorite stories ever. But I think the moment I, like, my respect for Philip Lindsay was cemented was uh, this man just tweeted, uh, I would love for one day to interview Hikaru Shida with Michael Nakazawa translating. And then, like, how long ago or how long later was it you post a picture of you guys on Zoom? About three weeks. Yeah, about three <laughs> weeks later. <laughs> three weeks later, we got Hikaru Shida. Michael Nakazawa and Phil Lindsay on a Zoom, and I'm That's just like, down, he just manifested that. He made it happen. He, <laughs> I, I'm still not quite sure how that how that happened, but I, I have, I'm gonna victory lap that uh that win because Will brought it up, and you know we made that happen. <laughs> no, hey, honestly, the... that that was like the coolest moment to me because you said I want to do this, and then and three did. weeks later you're like I'm doing it, and. It's pretty damn cool, I, I can't. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's one of the hardest things. Uh, uh, Rob said Zelina won because cosplay. Uh, I have Lucha said, I'm down with Jade winning. Uh, but when does Rosa get her flowers? I think she, she has to win now. the world title. I think she's going to win the world title. And I think that's ultimately where hers comes. She has yeah. to be the one to beat Britt. Uh, 
So that's where I think that's coming in. So that's why I'm okay if she doesn't win the TBS title because I think she ultimately like look at how over she is. Like that she's the world title. Uh, she has to be. Uh, and then Furt says, Miss Swole, love the trio of Red Swole and Kylan King. Yeah, they were like doing a thing for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then that disappeared. And uh, King Ala Rosa needs the championship. Um, uh, and somebody's asking in the chat, where is that interview? Philip, you want to let him know where it is? Um, that was a part of a complex article I did uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I will find it and link it for you guys. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm so, yeah I'll, I'll find it and link it. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, like I said, still one of the coolest flexes anybody could have pulled off. Hey, man, um, got, got to talk to Sheeta, Scorpio, uh, Nyla Rose, and Jungle Boy, I think, for that interview. So, yeah, pretty, pretty cool thing. And it was for Complex. It was, I don't know. That, just that was all, one of the just flexes all around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's dope. Uh, yeah, and then... Uh, not to spoil anything, but uh, Red's got some flexes coming up here soon. Uh, Ooh, we'll wee. leave it at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's been a week. It's been a week. I'll tell you that. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, talking about um, things we got out of Rampage last night. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs lost to Orange Cassidy. I mean, so, I absolutely saw that coming. Just Yeah, they like, set it up with They the set it up Orange Cassidy with Moxley. Thing. Yeah. Uh, it was just how we were going to get there. Right. Uh, and they showed off the the first time Orange Cassidy beat uh, right. Powerhouse Hobbs. That's still and, still on the big homie's mind. When I interviewed him, I was like, hey, remember the Orange Cassidy? He remembers exactly how many seconds it was. Like, he remembers that. And he got his revenge last night. I mean, he didn't get the victory, but he beat his ass. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I didn't like the finish, man. Yeah. I... Man. I, I kind of figured that Hobbs was gonna lose, but I just didn't like the execution. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean he had dominated the entire match, and for right. them to basically do like the fluky roll up win, I hate it. It was like ah, oh, yeah, I don't I really care it. for this. I hate it. It kind of it always makes the guy look like oh, essentially Hobbs couldn't beat a wounded man. Yeah, so, like, yeah. You know, that gets a little frustrating. Uh, and. Uh, so Cyclops is better than Wolverine said Scorpio been dead to me since he defended Tessa. Uh, again, this is one of those things where I have to, uh, let you know. I mean, Sasha's been in the training with, that's what I was about to say. I can't like, there's a lot, uh, a lot of your favorites are going to let you down. Uh, pro wrestling has taught me that, uh, A lot of your favorites are gonna let you. A lot down of your favorites hang out with the because fool in Florida that they're not supposed to be hanging out with. So a lot like, of your favorites do very yeah, much I, hey. uh, hang out at Vision Dojo. Like, yeah, here's and yeah, Sasha is very much like a uh, get Tessa job kind of person. Like, there's yeah. And, and the thing is, it, it's it, it's a really easy thing to analyze from the outsides because, like, I can very yeah. much judge that situation and just be like, yeah, fuck these people, but. I do recognize that um, it's probably harder from the inside because, like, if this is somebody that, like, is your friend, uh, it's probably yeah. a lot harder to be like, yeah, like, fuck my friend. Like, you right. know, because uh, I I know that personally I would have a hard time being that person uh, if I did have somebody that it's like, 
well, they were never racist to me. So, like, what yeah, am I supposed no, to do? We, uh, yeah, I can't be, get a, get behind that they were never racist to me. I know. Yeah. Like, so, like, here, so here's the thing. I could never get behind that as an outside observer. Luckily, I ain't got those kind of friends. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Hey, and just want to say, by the way, Cyclops has always been better than Wolverine. Great name, by the way. Um, <laughs> the Scorpio interview, I was a little bit. I was a little bit taken back because when I did interview week, I got like maybe like 20, 15 minutes of uh, content for that that I didn't use for the article. And I was kind of bummed that I didn't get everything in there. Cause I mean, we talked about like Nipsey, Nipsey hustle. We talked about a bunch of things that did not make it in there. Mm. Um, and so, Hey, if you're watching Scorpio, if you want to come through and we can, you know, Get that content here on our podcast. Yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> we can talk about SoCal wrestling when you used to wear a mask. Man, come on, we out here. We know what's up. Yeah, uh, Some MMA. Aiden says, "When I first watched Lucha Underground, Killshot immediately stood out to me as a guy I wanted to see more of. When mm-hmm. WWE signed Swerve, I was so happy. Man, yeah. everybody's was happy for Swerve. There's you could not not be happy. Mm-hmm. Um." <clears throat> Look, and uh, there's a little bit of discussion now going on about Wolverine and Cyclops. Uh, no, I'm standing on I, Cyclops I, is better Wolverine. <laughs> I, I hate the like. I recognize that like the leader gets uh, gets crapped on a lot in a, a lot of situations. Uh, I'm not that guy. Like mm-hmm. I, I like leaders. I, yeah. I am a Cyclops guy. I'm also a Jason guy. Uh, I like Liu Kang. Like uh, all I the see. people. Where uh, Leonardo, not so much. I'm more of a Donatello guy. See, but... I like. I think I liked Wolverine like back in the day with the cartoons and the video games when they started yeah. making movies and they started making them all sympathetic and all this. That's when like the heat started coming off of them. I think the movies is what did it. <laughs> uh, so number three, big story happened this week, uh, and one that nobody saw coming. It's oh one of those God. like came out of nowhere. Came out of like nowhere. Like, I, I can't believe uh, Gato was, like, sitting on this one. But, man, Shibata's back. Man, um, I I was surprised because I got up that morning and I saw the videos and I was like, what is this? And I thought it was just him doing his entrance. And then I was watching. I was like, wait, this is a match. So I had to go out of my way to watch the finals earlier than I would. And man, just watching him come out and do his entrance and then have like an actual, you know, exhibition match where it wasn't like a whole, like a whole bunch of bumping and contact, but it was a match. And for him to afterwards say just so defiantly, like, next time I'm here, I will wrestle and then do the back bump. It was emotional, man. Um, Like for you guys that don't know Shibata's story, he won the New Japan Cup in 2017, correct? Um, Yeah. And he then moved on to the match with Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And he used to use the headbutt a lot for like his finisher. And he did a headbutt in this thing that went horribly wrong. And he had a lot of health issues since then. He was supposed to not wrestle again. And so this is kind of like he was never supposed to wrestle again. He was a net. And I mean, I know they've done the Kenta stuff. I know they've seized him possibly getting in a ring, but this was like real. This was like legitimate in our face. He's in a ring. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like Daniel Bryan's story. Pretty much never yeah. thought it was going to happen again. I was like, well, this guy's retired. What a great career he had. And then 
one random day, oh, actually, he's back. And the yeah. same thing happened again. I woke up. All my internet's just like blowing up because everybody's like, oh, my God, what, 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 what happened? Shabbat is back. And, and he looks fantastic. 41 years old. He looks yeah. amazing. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, honestly, you know, like I said two weeks ago, just never say never till somebody's in the ground. Right. Uh, that's it. Because you pro can't. Wrestling, man. Yep. Uh, it's pro and, wrestling. And, and pro wrestling, yeah. The, that's, I, there's nobody I'm willing to believe has had their last match until they've had their last match. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and Ken in the chat says, uh, I don't know when during the match it happened, but after it ended, I realized I was crying, and that's why wrestling is great. Pro wrestling, man. Yeah, I just, I man, every time I think about Shibata, I think of him in the yoga pose sitting next to the New Japan Cup, and it's just such a cool image, and right. just not not getting that crowning moment of him becoming IWGP champion mm-hmm. was always so sad to me. Um, so it's just cool to see him back. Right. And he, he stayed busy, man. He was the uh, coach of the L.A. Dojo, the New Japan training school, essentially. And the students that have came out of there are insane, man. Clark Connors, uh, he has a bunch of very talented students, and he was doing a lot being retired. And so to see him back is even crazier. And, like, every wrestler in the world is like, oh, I wish that I could have a match with him. I wish it was me. I want to be the one. I want to be the one. So, like, yeah. to see what he's going to do is, is yeah. crazy. I want him to be safe, of course. I mean, but there yeah. were so many cool things, like like Zack Saber coming out in the in the same gear that he wrestled him in in twenty seventeen. Right. Come on, man! Like that that type of stuff is why we watch wrestling. Great moment. Uh, I am La Lucha uh, sent the super chat, bruh. Give me Shibata versus Malachi. Um, are you kidding me? The list is incredible yeah. at this point now. Right. Uh, Yes, that was a, Brian. Are, come on, Danielson. just give it to us. We want like, it. look, man. Uh, there's give it to us. We want it and we love it. We'll see it. But yeah, honestly, I, if he I'm just gonna wrestled say Kenta, I'd be, I'd be into yeah, it. Yeah, so, I, I, we we kind of need the Kenta match at this yeah. point. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, you know, everybody is immediately. I think that is what I love about the state of pro wrestling right now is that, uh, you know, th- there were questions months ago about what is the Forbidden Door really accomplishing, right? Uh, but I think we're starting to see what it's accomplishing and that when somebody makes a comeback, you notice the opponents people start naming are from anywhere. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's not just a case of, oh, you know, they signed to this company so they can face people in this company. If they exist, people are just like, I want to see them face this person that also exists. And that is... The forbidden door. That it's all is, a possibility now. It didn't used to be like that. Now yeah. it's like that's not really a crazy thing. That could possibly happen. Yeah, companies working together. Except I think. for if it's Vince and WWE. But. Right. So like that is where uh, it's like if you sign to WWE, you know that the possibilities are other WWE opponents. Mm-hmm. If you sign to literally anywhere else, your possibility is literally anybody not in WWE. Right. And so like that's really cool. That is so cool that that's where we're at. The fact mm-hmm. that Bound for Glory is tonight, uh, that the main event is between an AEW talent uh, and an Impact talent, although this could be the uh, probably the end of that for a little while. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I'm just... 
I'm I'm happy with the state of wrestling in 2021. Uh, this is the happiest I've been as a wrestling fan in a really long time. Right. <laughs> and yeah. it it does feel like anything can happen right now. Like mm-hmm. I mean, just seeing Shibata in a ring again is just it just seems crazy. Like I know, like I said, we see him do the drop kick and the Kenta thing, but. This just felt different. I mean, him doing his entire entrance and doing an actual match was just like, what am I watching right now? Right. Great show. Well, uh, so we got a big one to talk about. All right. Crown Jewel took place this past Thursday. And you know what? Sometimes things just come through. Because Xavier Woods is the king of the ring. Man. I was on cage match the other day. King Woods. And found myself a little bit disappointed. Because I feel like cage match ratings for the most part. um, Like sometimes cage match ratings can align with my own. Uh, There have been times where they absolutely have not. Like uh, there is no way I would have Natalia that high. Uh, But. And what uh, Maddie did. Uh what now? <laughs> <laughs> Maddie just caught a stray. She had home rubbing on her cats. <laughs> but uh that said, uh Xavier Woods is currently on um cage match rated at a six point eight four. And I just thought, mm. why? Mm, nah. What? Do you have against Xavier Woods? How do you not see that this is an all-around solid performer? I mean, there is nothing to me that Xavier Woods can't do. And that blows my mind. He is a true performer's performer. Just off top, do they not include New Day matches? Like, if you're including New Day matches, like, you're an eight minimum off of them. You know what I mean? Like, how, what? Like, you know, a lot of people just think that, like, Oh, you know, he's the third tier member of the New Day, so we just have to rate him lower. But, like, he comes through. And um, I remember, you know, that first New Day title run was mostly Big E and Xavier. And Mm. so, or that first big one, the one where they were champs for the, the, uh, where they had the record setting run. Um, And so that was their second reign. And so a lot of people just kind of saw Xavier as kind of a third wheel there. And then. They, like, consciously made sure that in the reign that followed that Xavier got to have a lot of those matches and uh, a lot of those ones with the Usos uh, that took place over the SmackDown titles. Xavier was in a lot of those. And it was, like, making sure that he got his due as well because he is an incredible performer. Right. Um, But there's, like, nothing he can't do. You need a guy who delivers on the mic. Not only can Xavier deliver you, like, you know, angle-worthy promos on the mic, but he's, like, solid ambassador. Like, mm-hmm. when I think about uh, the people who you would want to be ambassadors for WWE, um, you know, like, John Cena is obviously, like, the top guy. You know, you want to put a mic in his hands, and he'll come out and talk about whatever charity WWE is working with or whatever event they have going on, and John Cena is good at that. But, like, second, to me, is Woods. I feel like he's the guy that you would put that microphone in his hands, and he will put over whatever event you're putting on. He is that guy he is your brand ambassador he's a solid in-ring performer um i feel like they don't utilize him enough actually like he ha- he represent a whole fan base of people of gamers of people in this you know cosplay culture and 
and comic con culture that they're they don't even mention it half the time they don't even talk about him having up up down they didn't even talk about him yeah, yeah, being I mean, a g4 I'm, host you know what i mean like i'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest market. with you like xavier woods to me part of why i love him so much is because that dude is like my spirit animal nice. uh because like when i was uh what in 98 i would have been 11. so when i was 11 uh i was channel surfing and i came across a network called tech tv and uh actually it was called ZDTV at the time um but i became obsessed with that network all of their shows uh the screensavers was their flagship show and i loved it uh and um they had GameSpot tv that eventually became x play anyway i was obsessed with tech tv like i used to be on their forums their message boards all that stuff eventually tech tv was bought by comcast emerged with g4 and it all became g4 eventually g4 canceled all their own shows and their only shows that became flagships were all tech tv shows attack of the show was a spinoff of the screensavers and x play came from tech tv but either way i was obsessed with tech tv i for a long time thought because like I was on the tech TV forums. There were no black people on those forums. Um, and for the longest time, I felt alone in all of that. And so when I heard Xavier Woods talk about how he was a huge fan of tech TV and G4, but his big problem with it was that he never saw faces on it that looked like him. I was like, that is my dude. Like, mm-hmm. I hey. absolutely get it. To, to to draw back to what you said earlier, you know his favorite Ninja Turtle is it's Donatello. <laughs> <laughs> like look at that, like the, like well, he, there are just times where he just Michelangelo is the hardest Ninja Turtle. Real quick. He'll drop he'll drop a reference or it'll be like nobody got that. Like you know, y'all didn't see he was quoting Street Fighter the movie, um, but like. I did because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he called that like one of the greatest cinematic masterpieces ever. And like, <laughs> here's the thing. It is. I saw that movie day one. I saw it Christmas Eve, 1994. Uh, my mom, I was seven years old. My mom dropped us off at the theater, saw Street Fighter the movie. Greatest experience of my life. I don't care if it's a horrible <laughs> movie. I'm, I know that movie stinks, but it, it speaks to my childhood. But like the fact that like I just feel like he has been... There's so much about me as a nerdy black dude who likes pro wrestling and is into tech and games and things like that. And he is just that guy who's doing it and he's doing it on the forefront and he's making it so that, um, you know, there's probably a whole younger generation who probably would have felt out of place uh, that can now see somebody like Woods front and center and live in their dreams and feel like, you know what? This is okay. Right. This is okay. I don't have to feel out of place for being what I am and being who I am. And that's really cool. And uh, I I just, like I said, I, I feel like there's a, there's a hero in Woods. <laughs> and uh, so for him to... You got his crowning moment for all that. Right and, 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 you know, I mentioned uh, Phil manifesting something he wanted. And for Woods to have put out there, I want to be King of the Ring. I think the King of the Ring tournament should come back, and I want to win it. And, and he was adamant about it. And adamant about it. Time. He talked it up <laughs> for about really five quick. Years. Jay Shell uh, just mentioned uh, Natty ranked higher than Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's there. Oh, Natty catching all the straight, bro. <laughs> 
Uh, I, be, I am curious. I have to look at this. What is Bianca on cage match? Uh, 7.9. Uh, so... Yeah. Uh, Damn, they're doing Woods dirty six point something. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. When we talk about representation, though, because that is a big conversation on Twitter a lot. Um, when I think about representation, it's not just do we see black people on television. It's do I see myself in, in black people on television? Right. And yeah. I, I for a long time, like I'm a big rap fan, and I, you know. I know a lot of rappers, but I'm not a street guy. And right. so, you know, when I saw Lupe come out, Lupe, I knew where Lupe he had like this, the, and he, I knew where he was had happening. like the Game Boy Advance. And he was like anime fan. I was like, he's me. He's from my city. Right. He's from the <laughs> South Side. Right. Like he says a lot of things that I deeply believe in. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Xavier Woods is kind of the same thing as a wrestler. Like I see a lot of things in him that are representative of my time growing up. And so, when I see him go and get three other black guys and go, hey. I want these guys to succeed, not just because, you know, I want to succeed at something. I want Kofi to succeed because Kofi is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And he's not giving his flowers. And, you know, I've seen how history treats us. I've seen how history treats somebody like Shelton Benjamin, who should have been a world champion. And I'm not letting that happen to my guy. And he did it. Like seeing him lift Kofi up on his shoulders and just cry real tears. is like one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in wrestling. And I mean, the fact that that kicked off, you know, not just Kofi getting his win, but Big E getting his win. And Wood saying all this time that he always loved tag team wrestling and he always loved King of the Ring. And he got that. And just seeing those three win together, not having to split up to do it, not having to change who they are to do it, but to actually like come together and win. I'm telling you, it's one of the greatest stories in wrestling, in, in my opinion. It was yeah. You could have said that better. Yeah, that was it. Definitely, Woods worked so hard for this. They, you know, I was nervous throughout a lot of this tournament because they don't give people what they want ever in the WWE. So like, I, I was like, he's going so hard that this is the exact reason why he's gonna lose. There's a bunch of time we're like, oh, he's gonna lose right here. He's gonna lose there. Finn's gonna beat him, or this or this or this or that. And they didn't do it. They had he had a great match with Finn, and he won. Yeah, and he got his moment. And even yeah. last night when they were crowning him, I was again like, if Kofi Kingston kicks this guy in the back of the head, I am going to don't want it. flip out. But it didn't I don't happen. Want it. So, Listen, yeah, please don't do this. No, I don't, I don't want them to split because, again, it goes with the insulting intelligence kind of thing. Right. Sometimes go with what we know. We know that these guys have genuine love for each other. We right. know that these guys have each other's backs mm-hmm. and there are times where i don't want to see uh, i don't want what i know necessarily defied um like i i do think that there was a missed opportunity in doing kofi versus woods i don't think you needed to do it um in a grudge kind of way right. i think that more so i just think there was a bigger story in woods winning the uh or advancing in the king of the ring by having beaten uh, the member of the New Day who became WWE champion first. Like, I just think that uh, that would have meant more. Uh, and also, I didn't want Kofi to lose to Jinder Mahal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, out of all things. Yeah. Come on. I, I, and right quick, because I see this a lot. We, uh, we get this almost every year. Who should turn heel and split up 
New Day. The New Day should never split up. Nobody, Nobody. in that group should ever go heel. Never. Because it goes against who they are as characters. It goes against who they are as, as people. It just doesn't work. I won't say that they don't they don't need to go heel. Because uh I'll say this. They they made it as heels, right? Like yeah. uh I, I don't think they need to change per se. Because uh, I think that Yeah. Like honestly. I think Kofi didn't get enough of a run as a heel, to be honest. I Kofi coming out in Nashville being like, country music sucks, but like you know he like legit believes that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like, look, man, that stuff sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, mean, I, I wanted to see more of that from Kofi because right. I, I, I felt... I felt that. But they need to um, all be together. There's no reason yeah, to yeah, put these people up. But like, yeah. here's the thing. I, I think if you are going to split them, um, I'm fine with it happening in a way where it's happening crazy right now i have to interrupt him what are you saying right now hold on hold on hold on i'm fine with it happening in a way that it's kind of happened with biggie where like we know they're together they're just not together like they're they're on their own they're doing their own thing but they didn't necessarily like break apart like if kofi or if xavier wants to go after the intercontinental title or or a world title or like kofi wants to go after this like you can have them go after their individual uh, aspirations without breaking the group up per se. Like, it's just like, you know, Oh, Oh, he's doing his own thing. He's doing his own thing. I kind of look at it as like, uh, I don't know, I guess <laughs> because they haven't had the reunion uh, that I've wanted. Cause I was going to say like outcast, but, uh, <laughs> but then like, yeah. I didn't get it where I want, but I guess, I see it like I saw Outcast in 05, where I'm like, you know, eventually, you know, they're doing their own thing right now, but eventually, you know, I see back. them, they'll come back together. But now I'm here in 2021, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, they were at Coachella, they they came back. Yeah, well, yeah, but I still, like I, I still haven't had my album. Right. <laughs> and that's, yeah, I get it. <laughs> real, real quick, have you guys heard the story of the, you know, the making of, you know, how they got. Uh, Andre to do the Bun B record, the international yeah players anthem, yeah yeah. So apparently, um, Big Boy was on it first, and he did the drums for it, and mm-hmm. um, they played it for Andre, and Andre's like, I hate the drums. So when you hear Andre's verse, that's why the drums are different on this part. <laughs> yeah, and so well, there's no know, drums on this part, right? Exactly, that's why the drums yeah. are different. So they took that part off to get Andre on the on the song, and then like. He didn't want to do the video, so they were like, "How can we get you to make this video?" And then they, he he basically pitched them, "Tell us what you want to do in the video." And so that's why we got the concept of the video of him getting married, and that all came from Andre to get get him to do the video because he didn't want to do the video otherwise. Mm-hmm. He is just he would. <laughs> um, and look what but, happened—a classic happened. I know yeah. it's always a classic, <laughs> but it's so, like thinking about what it took to make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I. I, and I agree, they can go heel as a group, but I mean, yeah. we don't need like we don't need a barbershop thing. We don't no. need one of them to turn on the other. Because no. I just think it just defies everything that they are. Like their entire point is that they buck against wrestling tropes. So to go back to a wrestling trope and split them up in a way that all wrestling clicks split up, it it Doesn't tells me sense. that you don't understand New Day. That you don't understand the point of what they've been trying to do for the last five years. Mm-hmm. Well, cause that's because WWE fans think the only way someone can become world champion is if they lose their friend. Because WWE has told you, no friends. But friends, how many of us wrong. have them? None they, if you want to be world champion. <laughs> they proved you wrong two times now. Like Again, watching them lift Kofi up is just one of the highlights of, of I cried. In my I was opinion. crying. 
cried real tears on that one. I, was I mean, watching them run out when Biggie won and just watching how fast they ran out. And it wasn't like one of those wrestling, hey, we're coming out. No, it was like they were re- legitimately coming out because that's their guy. Right. Like you can't you can't make up that kind of stuff. You cannot, mm-hmm. you know, you cannot put on an act to do that. And so I feel like right. to put on an act to break them up would be a mistake. Uh, reading this from Razor Jim. Uh, said Kenny said to Junior about the Brian versus Kenny match uh, being a great match, but to him it was just another Wednesday. I pop, uh, <laughs> big fan of Street Fighter the movie. Uh, <laughs> I mean that movie's got so many one-liners. I mean it, it's corny as hell. Like honestly, we reviewed it on the RBR Patreon like a year ago, and it hit me that I was like, this was like a movie they already had written, and once they got the Street Fighter license, they were just like. Uh, let's just insert Street, Street Fighter Fighters, characters into right. this because they don't have no. There's no street fights in the movie. Like right. I recognize it's not a good no street movie. fights in the movie. <laughs> have you have you watched the? Uh, I think with the how did how did this get made about it? Uh uh-uh. So good. Oh my god, it's so good. Like they go over all of the behind the scenes stuff, like John Claude Van Damme and all, everybody's out there getting massaged up all, every day, and you know he's out there, you know snorting coke allegedly allegedly <laughs> and you know sleeping with kylie Minogue. it's just it's just a van crazy Damme. story <laughs> i love it i love some van Damme. oh okay i you didn't, I didn't know, know that? all of that no i didn't know what? all of that are you oh kidding me God. i knew the coke story but i didn't know the kylie Minogue story <laughs> you got, you got <laughs> the coke. behind the scenes for this i mean just the making of the music video for you know hammer uh, and beyonce oh yeah, yeah yeah straight to my oh, feet yeah you gotta look up all this stuff it's so great <laughs> man i was just thinking about the 90s and how like you could get away with that kind of stuff in the way you couldn't today. The fact that like there, for those who didn't grow up in the time, I'm gonna let you know. There's a song called "Straight to My Feet." It's on the soundtrack <laughs> to Street Fighter. It is by Dion Sanders and MC Hammer. Um, and uh, like just the just saying that out loud <laughs> <laughs> that. There's a Deion song. Sanders and MC Hammer. <laughs> oh my God. There's a song by Dion Sanders and MC Hammer on a video game movie soundtrack. And the music video has Jean Claude Van Damme as Guile in the video. That is something that absolutely Man, would not happen today. It, no. You would not have football player with rapper um, who's like extremely popular in pop circles doing a music video. Like it, None of this would happen today. But I'm telling you, straight to my feet was my jam as a kid. I had the cassette tape. I was like, yeah, man, <laughs> Deion Sanders. I was oh like, Deion God. Sanders is rapping. This is cool. Um, he was cool, though. Yeah, prime time with the man. Um, yeah, he's yeah. man. But, no, if you haven't seen the oh, video oh, for straight to my feet, go look it up. It is hilarious. It, <laughs> please go watch it. Uh, I, I, as a matter of fact, I want to give a shout-out Um that uh let me see if i can find it i don't think i've mentioned this on the the show but let me see if i can find it first uh damn it uh i'll have to post it but uh it was one of my brother's crowning achievements but uh so little backstory (laughs) about my uh a little backstory about my family right yeah um so uh, most people know that uh, I have uh, a relative that wrestles, but um, I also have a brother who's an actor. Uh, if you know black sitcoms, you know this man. My brother That's has been. It. It, my brother has been <laughs> in everything 
from the <laughs> 90s. He was in Sister Sister. He was in yep. The Parenthood. He was in um, uh, Sweet Valley High, Clueless. Uh, I, I could pretty much... Like, and it was an event in my household. Whenever Damn. his shows were about to premiere, we sat around and were like, here comes David's episode of Family Matters. And like it was always just like a, it was always just like a quick appearance, but he was in the show. Like uh the original the episode of Family Matters you can find him in is called Original Gangsta Dog. And uh, um <laughs> if you go find that it was original where Original Gangsta Dog. Oh yeah, because you oh remember when like God. Urkel would like take the serums and become different people. Mm-hmm. Like he became Stefan or he became yeah. Bruce Lee. Uh but anyway. Uh, he, OGD like a relative though. It yeah. Oh yeah. Cousin. OGD was a relative. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. OGD was his cousin, but he was uh, played by Jaleel White. But anyway, uh, my brother introduces Missy Elliott in that episode because Missy Elliott is performing, and my brother, um, he he comes up on stage and he's like, "And ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, Missy, Mister Mina Elliott," and like that's his appearance in the episode. But in the '90s, that's what my brother did. In Sister Sister, he was in the episode Slime Party where he played Tamara's boyfriend. Um, and it was really cool to me because as a kid, uh, he got a wrestling line in that episode. Oh, uh, so shit. I was like, and it's really quick. Worlds he, were colliding. Huh? I know, well, cause, <laughs> <laughs> cause like I told you, I grew up in a family wrestling fan. So like the fact that he managed to squeeze that in there was always so dope to me. Cause he, the line is, uh, uh, Tamara's, uh, Tia and Tamara are going to be on slime party. Uh, and they asked, and it's a game show. And they ask him to come watch, and he's like, "Yeah, maybe I could find time for that between, uh, you know, you and wrestling." And that was it. That's all he said. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that he dropped the wrestling name, uh, just the wrestling in general, was like always cool to me. Look at that episode's in season four. I think it's the second to last episode of that season. And then he's also in the episode of, uh, uh, it's called the audition. It's the episode where Tamara has to sing "I'm Going Down." Uh, and he plays Tamara's boyfriend, but he has a different name than he had in season four. Uh, <laughs> like, I think it was like Daryl in one and then Eric in another. Give him uh, coins. And then he was also in Smart Guy. He played Will, and that was kind of cool because, you know. Um, so either way, my whole point here where I was going with this was he got this role, and my brother is a really big Cowboys fan, and it's annoying as hell, but uh, he's a really big Cowboys fan, and so he got to do this commercial with Deion Sanders. Uh, I think it was a foot action commercial. And like, I've seen it on YouTube every once in a while, but he like gets to introduce Deion Sanders and like introduce the shoe. And, uh, and for him to have like, again, we're talking about people manifesting their dreams. He, he like this man, like walked around our house in this Deion Sanders Jersey every day. And he saw the audition for the commercial to, to be the Deion Sanders guy to talk about Deion Sanders in this commercial. And he made it happen. He manifested talking about Deion Sanders and this new foot action shoe uh, that you could get only at foot action. And if I could find that commercial, Deion Sanders, Cowboys, David Michael is my brother's name. Uh, obviously, he goes by his first and middle name. Uh, but uh, that was... <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's That's... That's an incredible, that's a, incredible that's, story. Yeah, man. that's that's the story, by the way. Uh, and Your yeah, brother's uh, a legend. He's a black sitcom legend. Now. He is. <laughs> he just pop up. 
He is. He just he pops up in black sitcoms. I I see memes every once in a while where somebody would be like, uh, it's just a picture of him, and they'd be like, anybody remember this brother? He was in like everything in the nineties, uh, and I'm like, yeah, that's my brother. Yeah, I do remember I just this brother. Like, breakfast. That is funny. Yeah. So uh, the final story. Speaking of manifesting, the number one making story. things happen. Number one, you want to manifest a career, you want to manifest your dreams, and not only that, but you have the year of a lifetime. Bianca Belair topped PWI. She is the number one in the PWI 150. She won the Royal Rumble. She made a event at WrestleMania. She became the SmackDown Women's Champion. And, uh, you know... It's not just to say that this is a... She took pictures of Meg Thee Stallion. She did. <laughs> she has had just a crazy year. Yeah. I mean, um, and she's number one. Number one with a bullet. Yeah, I mean, hey. First, first black woman to win a Royal Rumble. First black woman to top this list. First second black, black woman. woman to top this list. Oh, awesome second. Awesome Kong's second. number one. Ah, 2008. Um, yeah. 2008. Uh, that's why we have the PWI contributor here, man. Come on, man. Fact checking us. Uh, yeah. But no, number one, like the like one of the first women to main event WrestleMania, all within the same year. That's insane. She her run that first of all was at the match at WrestleMania, and it was amazing. It exceeded expectations. I can't even believe it happened. It was great. I was yelling the entire time. Bianca has been on. An insane run. She is taking taking everything that they've thrown at her and just knocked it out of the park. Like she's taken on the role as a leader, and uh, she was a women's champion, and she was out there doing publicity stuff and just like making it happen for WWE. She was out at Rolling Loud. Like she took on the role, and she did it very well, and she earned herself the number one spot atop the PWI Women's One Hundred and Fifty. Beating out uh, an insane amount of talented women. So I've seen so many people saying they, they thought Britt Baker should have been number one. A lot of people saying they thought Deanna Peraza should have been one, number one. There was like, it was a fight. Like, it wasn't just set up for Bianca, even after all she did. There was a lot of women that did a bunch of amazing things this year. It was a, it was a fight up top. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like the top three this year, you know, they could have, they could have went hand to hand. Like any, right. anybody out of those top three could have been number one this year. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Utami had a great year, had that great match with Shuri that got the five point five stars from Meltzer. Um, she's been a great champion. Uh, then I feel like Deanna's had an amazing run since she left WWE. Um, yeah, either of them could have been number one easy, easily. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that Bianca got it. I have yep. a feeling that you know just all the historical things she did this year helped her get the edge. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, I mean, because it is historical uh, what she did this year. And like looking at the top 10 even, uh, it's a great list. Uh, and it's a diverse list in a lot mm-hmm. of ways um, in that uh, it's diverse in terms of companies. Like right. there's so many companies represented here and it's diverse in terms of uh, racial background. Like yep. uh, as a matter of fact, there's a lot of talented women, man. There's 
an insane amount. Like under fifty, there's more than 150. That's just yeah. this list. Like it's incredible out there. Co- correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Britt Baker the only white woman that is in the top ten? Uh, what do we consider, Diana? Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, there's two. <laughs> there's two. I believe the the. <laughs> he said, "What do we consider?" Fazon. <laughs> we we consider her a champion because we, yeah. we respect women around here. Yes, you know, don't cancel go. us. That's <laughs> it. We love it. Uh, but yeah, so we have uh, and. Uh, Cyclops better than Wolverine says Bel Air is one of the right. few NXT success stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, here's the thing: there was a desire to see her succeed, and that is the key to an NXT success story. That's the right. key to any success story in WWE. If WWE wants somebody to succeed, they will get them there. Uh, oh. The the idea of somebody failing WWE is WWE giving up on them essentially. Yeah, because uh, especially now, you know, mm-hmm. Cena kind of gave them the balls to be like. And we don't care what the fans think. We'll push whoever we want. Right. Um, and so uh, since they've had that goal for the last, like, you know, we're going on two decades of that. You know, it's been 16 years since uh, the original John Cena push. Since they've had that, essentially any failing of WWE is them backing off. Now, yep. sometimes you do mm-hmm. have to take your hands off. Sometimes you do have to go, all right, we're not getting what we want out of this. But ultimately it is if they want something to succeed, they can make it succeed. Mm-hmm. And so with Bianca, if you noticed, pretty much from the time she was called up, there was never a time period where you have felt, and it's only been a year and a half, So, uh, but in that entire time, you've never felt like, uh, oh, they've let up off of Bianca, per se. Right. Now, I think they've done wrong by Bianca, uh, but I've never felt like... SummerSlam. We'll never forget SummerSlam. Yeah, so. we'll never forget SummerSlam. But yeah. I've never felt like there wasn't a desire to put her in a top spot. Right. Like, yeah, you no, she's always right presented now. as a big star. Like since she's yeah. been on the main roster, they've never like not been like Bianca's next up, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, and they're saying in the chat, you know, she's a homegrown PC success story. And that is a big reason for that. Cause you yeah. can see like Nikki cross. They were like, after a week, eh, we're yeah, they're like, eh, she's a superhero. Yeah. We're bored. Yeah. Like we're we're done with that. Yeah. Uh, it, it obviously, it was more than a week, but either way, you can I mean, very yeah, much see her, her, that her time on Raw was forgettable. She didn't really do anything on Raw. I feel like the move to SmackDown is what really but yeah. but that whole time she was on Raw, they were doing those vignettes. She right. didn't specifically do anything, but they were producing content for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that they were featuring those vignettes every single week, uh, with uh Bianca Belair. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was a little annoyed that I was like, you invested the Raw audience <laughs> in right. all these vignettes and then drafted and her. And moved her right over. Yeah, and then you moved her right mm-hmm. over. And then you moved her back. Um, so, yeah. They'll probably move her back next year again. This is how it goes. Yeah, I, I feel like she's one of the few really likable baby faces on the roster. Because mm-hmm. I feel like she doesn't ever feel contrived. I feel like she always feels very natural. Yeah, I feel like she's gotten better and better as a promo. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's easy to root for her because she's always, you know, determined in a in a good way. It's never like, oh, well, you know, I lost this match, but I'm going to keep inserting myself in the title picture like a certain, you know, Scottish psychopath. Um, mm. but, <laughs> but no, I, I won't give I, up. I just feel like she's just a really, really good baby face. And I feel like that's like very rare, it, not, not just in WWE, but just in the industry right now. 
Well, so Jay Shells said uh, Bianca struggled when she got to Raw, though happy they turned it around when uh, they did. She really deserves it. Such an inspiration. Okay, here's a here's a good uh, point here. All right, maybe it's good. I don't know. I haven't said it out loud yet. Uh, okay, so my whole thing about how when WWE wants somebody to succeed, they will stick by them no matter what. Um. For the younger audience out there, there's a gentleman who wrestles on uh, WWE television. His name is Edge. Uh, and Edge was a guy who floundered a lot. Uh, to the point of where, if he was somebody that Vince didn't like, they would have flushed him very quickly. Right. Uh, and a good example of that was 2004. They brought Edge back... Uh, the Edge's whole 2004 was like a disaster. Uh, in that you just, everything you could do wrong, you did do wrong. Where uh, Edge, of course, got injured in 2003 with a neck injury. They, the storyline for his neck injury was that somebody attacked him backstage at No Way Out 2003. Who could have done this? Who could have done this to Edge right before his match and took him out? He comes back in 2004, no mention of that whatsoever. Uh, so, like, they're just like, hey, Edge is happy to be back. And I was one of those people who was like, but who attacked Edge? We're right. just done with that. Uh, he was out for a year, and he's just cool. Um, and uh, especially, like, this was just a few years after we just did, like, 2000. They did the whole Austin who ran down Austin thing. Right. So I'm like mad that mm-hmm. you didn't follow up on that with edge right but so they bring back edge happy-go-lucky babyface doesn't care about anything he's just coming out smiling happy to see the fans uh and the fans start turning on him to the point of where SummerSlam 2004 was in toronto canada and they booed edge in his hometown uh and that is an example of like you could have easily if that were anybody else, if that was somebody that WWE didn't care about, if WWE didn't have uh, a desire to see succeed, they would have just gone, well, we could see this Edge thing's not working, move on to somebody else. Right. The next night, they didn't even hesitate. They didn't even hesitate because this was before, like, the Cena era of, like, uh, all right, let's keep trying. It was, like, the, the next night, the night after SummerSlam, Edge comes out, cuts a promo on the fans. They didn't even, like, <laughs> uh, like, you know what? They turn on him, he's a heel now. Uh, And he goes on to become the rated R superstar and have the best run of his career. Um, But that doesn't happen if he doesn't flounder. But also, my whole point here is that uh, if WWE wants someone to succeed, if something's not working, they'll find something else. Right. I mean, (coughs) Roman. (coughs) Roman Reigns. They will keep finding something until it works. Yep. It's only the people that they were like, they weren't trying with in the first place. That like the first thing that doesn't work, those are the guys they back off on. Bianca, to me, has always come off, at least on the main roster, like somebody that they want to see succeed. Right. And uh, that she is uh, she is a homegrown star. She, uh, she is a product of the Performance Center. Uh yeah, yeah. I, you know I what? Know. Fans are kind of fickle, though. I, you know, I've recently seen fans saying that both they're bored of both CM Punk and Edge already, and I'm like, both of these people were out for so long, and they you, everybody wanted them back for so long, and now you're saying you're already bored of them because they're on your TV again. 
Hey. Some fans you just you'll never be able to please, no matter what you yeah, give not, them. Not to turn this into a CM Punk conversation, but I think people are missing the subtleties of the story that they're telling. Right. I right. think they're missing it, and I I think people are going to be surprised in a few weeks or a few months when it you know comes to culmination. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean Bianca just Bianca's been fantastic. I mean. That visual of her, you know, doing the one arm gorilla press on Thursday was just oh, incredible. Wow. Um, yeah. I wow. mean, I just think that she. That match just, was dope, too. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, put over Crown Jewel because, you know, yeah, I no. don't like what they're doing with that. No. We're not we're not going to put over them doing propaganda for their country. country. I don't know. I don't care how good that the show was. I Mm-mm. I just don't agree with it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Jay Shell, uh, continue. Thank you for the super chats, Jay Shell. You've been uh, an excellent super chatter today. It is a busy night of wrestling tonight. Yeah, uh, she asked, random, but will you guys be watching Bound for Glory? Can't busy wait night. for Cassie and Billy. Um, or, uh, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. we can't really call them that anymore, can we? Um, but... <laughs> I'm gonna uh, watch Impact. I don't tonight. I might get around to it. I'm gonna watch Dynamite um, and probably the GCW Dynamite show. It's a busy tonight. night of wrestling tonight. Uh, um, it sounds like it's gonna be a busy night for wrestling for me because I was yeah. originally supposed to have a get together with some friends, but I suspect that my daughter has COVID, so uh, that oh, no. is uh, not gonna be the case. I'm definitely not letting anybody in my house. Well, her best friend's got it, and she's not feeling good right now. Mm. And so putting two and two together. Oh, uh, get well soon, the Washington household. Yeah, so I'm like, I guess we're just going to stay in and watch some wrestling today. Uh, well, to and Cyclops is better than Wolverine says, I wanted CM Punk. Instead, I got Phil Brooks. Look, I'm not going to be one of those guys who says, um, uh, wait and see. But I will say that that is the story they're telling. Uh, that, you know, it was like you brought in, I think it would have been really difficult to bring in CM Punk, a guy who hasn't wrestled in seven years and said like, oh, he's still that guy. Like, I like the idea of CM Punk having to, um, to work his way back up, uh, to, because I don't know. I like the Matt Seidel match. Uh, we mentioned yeah. that last week. I don't uh, think that they, I don't think they understand CM Punk's story. This is how he. This is kind of normal for how he does. He plays his characters. You know what I mean? Like he's. Yeah. It's not going to be dream matches out the gate. That's just not what he's came back to do. Yeah, and see, I think that's what people want. This the way that they've done this is very smart because they've had the juxtaposition of Daniel Bryan having these incredible matches back to back to match. Mm -hmm. And then you've got CM Punk basically having to figure it out as he goes, trying different ways to beat people every time he wins. Right. Um, trying different gear even. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even the point to him doing the complex thing and buying the Jordans, and he was very uneasy about it and immediately giving them away because he felt like they weren't him. Right. All of that stuff is part of what he's it's doing. Him doing commentary mm-hmm. and not, you know, he's basically trying to see how he still fits in wrestling. That is the story. Yeah, and I think that, um, I think his big feud is coming and I think yeah. there's little seeds being planted for it because uh, I think, I think his major feud is going to be MJF. Uh, that's that's my theory. Um, have, have you guys noticed, not to cut you off, but have uh-huh. you guys noticed that every time 
he comes out and does commentary and Adam Cole has a match right before it. His music cuts off CM Punk's music. It uh, happens yeah. every time. Mm. And they've been, just to point it out, mm. when CM Punk came back and did backstage, who was on that episode? Adam yeah. Cole. Adam Cole yeah. has always said that, that CM Punk is his big inspiration. Mm. He's a big part of why he does what he does. I think the Adam Cole match is going to happen sooner than people. They're planting seeds. Listen to CM Punk when he commentates an Adam Cole match. They're planting yeah. a lot of seeds. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot. He signed a three-year deal. There's time. Yeah. There is yeah. time, I promise. Jay Shell says, uh, oh, Billy, my God, I forgot <laughs> it was Jessica. Uh, thank you guys for such an amazing show. This has been a great mental break from college applications. Um, get back to the college applications, though. Yes. <laughs> but but um, thank you for uh, spending your Saturday with us. And Furt. Uh, says Bound for Glory, uh, Alexander versus Christian. Loving Josh's story since Ethan left. Uh, I yeah. mean, I guess I, I, I they confirmed the uh, the main of the women's main event, the women's match could still put, potentially that, be the main event. That right? should be the main event, in my opinion, because I feel like Mickey versus Deanna has been the best storyline they've had for the last few months, at least they've been building it for a while. It's yeah. I feel like that should be the main event. Uh, that's the match I'm the most excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I'm excited for the tag match to see the inspiration come through. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a great pay-per-view. Um, yeah. I'm really excited for it. Me too. It's going to be a great show. Uh, I guess predictions on the two world title matches. I think that Deanna is going to retain. I yep. feel like she has beaten every Attitude Era um, legend that she's come across in jazz and well Melina's not from Attitude Era she's like right on the cusp but I feel like she's going to beat um, Mickey and I feel like the one who's going to beat Deanna is Tasha Steeles alright uh, yeah I feel the same I think Josh Alexander of course is going to go over in the main event he should I think go Josh, I think Josh Alexander been, wins yeah. they've been building up to this for a long time and I think Josh Alexander is going to be an amazing Impact World Champion all the matches the potential matches are endless Especially with this forbidden door still being cracked wide open, so he could wrestle anybody, like you're saying. <laughs> Got Suzuki possibly going there soon, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean it's not possible. Uh, he is. We know that. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's confirmed. Uh, so yeah, um, there's lots of wrestling to watch tonight. So and, much. Yeah. Uh, watch Black Girl Magic. We didn't super get around to it, but um, a tremendous show all black women wrestling show um get iwtv and it's only ten dollars just pay ten dollars and go watch this show yeah it's, uh, def- definitely go watch that just um, a, a, a lot of great stuff going on you guys wrestling yeah, has mean, been insane <laughs> the news yeah. never stops the stories never stops every 10 minutes there's something new happening so yeah if you don't watch it for anything else i feel like jordan blade versus janai kai was a really really good match yeah and you should watch it for that both of them are incredible. Mm-hmm. And if you're saying that there are no black women that, you know, are out there that could still be signed, those are two women right there that you can sign. I hope nobody's saying that. Uh, I, people I, are I, still true. saying that, yeah. How? People, people say wild things on Twitter. Yeah. You, you know. yeah. yeah. Because last I checked, uh, I mean, Willow Nightingale's not like... Willow is not, still out there. Yeah, yeah she's still, still out, there. out there. Like, no. How? Right. It's not a statement you can make. And here's Willow, the thing. Holiday, Nicole yeah. Savoy. There's so many. Yeah. And not just that, but I'm pretty sure that black people didn't just become sterile. It's not yeah. just like, <laughs> right. it's not like we just like stopped producing. This. 
That's not right. how this works. Where are all the black women at? They're, they're out there. Look they're out there. Yeah. And again, <laughs> to, to go back to our number one topic, I think after this, after this year, you're going to see more and more black women want to watch wrestling and want to wrestle because of, because of the main event of WrestleMania and because yep. of Beyonce succeeding on such a high level this year. So, yep. you know, I think it's only up for you. Um, now, Furt uh, was bringing up that I uh, thought Willow was ROH. Um, I don't think she's signed. Though. No, she's not signed to ROH. No, she's I not signed so. anywhere. I think Trisha Dora is officially signed with Trish. Her. Is the one that's. But signed I don't think Willow is signed. Yeah, Willow. Willow has like a deal with MLW, but that's not a signed deal. That's just yeah. like she's hanging out over here having matches. But either way, and you know, and it's not to knock Ring of Honor, it's not to knock MLW, but you know that's not the end goal for anybody. Exactly. Uh, so uh, the end goal is always going to be the top of the industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, the question is just what the top of the industry means anymore, because uh, we're in a different time, and it's yep, fun. Yep. Friends, this has been Grapsity on your Saturday. I want you to make sure to follow all of us. Follow Grapsity, Grapsity Pod. Uh, that is our uh, Twitter handle. It's and up then, here. Yeah, you can also uh, follow, as you just mentioned, uh, Righteous Reg right over there. And you could also follow William RBR. I'm right there. And Phil DL616. I mm. pointed in the wrong direction. Because <laughs> look, this whole thing is mirrored and it's, it, it feels stupid. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, so you can follow us all on social media. Again, be sure to give us your feedback um, and uh, let us know in the. Uh, again, the YouTube chat is always a good way, but also leave us your comments. Uh, give us a thumbs up if you like the show. Again, go away if you don't. Um, <laughs> but no, or do what you want. Don't Whatever. forget, give... fix your hat when you talk to us, and hey, uh, you know, tie them shoes. <laughs> fix, fix your hat, man. Fix uh, your face too. <laughs> but you can also, uh, again, subscribe to youtube.com slash fightful. Uh, we're on every Saturday, we're on at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And yeah, I'm just ready. Shout out to SRS before we go. I don't know what he'd be saying on there. SRS. I really (laughs) wasn't the lyrics to that song like about killing someone. I'm pretty sure they were. Uh, Um but (laughs) Kali Boy was on that? Damn. Kali Boy was on that (laughs) time. They were like, you know this is for WWE, right? He was like, yo, it's we beat him. It don't matter. Uh but anyway. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Big Grapsity. I'm Will. He's Phil. He's Reg. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time and have a great day. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.